Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio and on Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment if you're feeling extra. Anyways, I got my guys Q and Tevin in here. I'm your yes, host, sir. Kyle Coglatori. And first off, congrats, Q. You're engaged now. You're a changed man. What's going on? Tell us oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. You know, growing up, man, I had to uh, <laughs> take that take that, take that, that next step and, uh, you know, had to progress in life, man. It's, you know, one step at a time. So, you know, first it's the engagement, the marriage, the kids, family. And uh, you see my my social life is going to slowly dwindle down. <laughs> but, yeah, it's all for the right reason. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Well, I know you guys it. will still be traveling and all that. You're big into traveling. Shit, we'll try. Shit, as long as we uh we got the time and the freedom, you know, as of now. But. Oh uh, yeah, we we do what we can, have some fun, man. It's it's life. We enjoy it. You're the only one left that's gonna be real single, Tevin. <laughs> I know. I'm the only one not locked up. <laughs> Tevin said he's gonna die a bachelor. Uh, I don't know about all that, but we'll uh we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're figuring it out. All the ladies that listen, if you're single, ready to mingle, call Tevin <laughs> at one eight hundred Tevin right now. <laughs> right, get my DMs. Or you can catch them live at what Union? Uh, no, we're Union's dead till uh Christmas now. Oh, where well, are you well, DJing? Well, Christmas, uh, if you want to give a gift, pull up at Union. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, nah, we got uh, we got broken into, so now with the insurance we're renovating and everything, so the insurance company's got us down till like December or something like that. Was it an inside job? Uh, yeah, it was me actually. My, <laughs> I'm, living, I'm living good now. I've got, I've got hella alcohol, a couple TVs. So we're straight. If y'all trying to party, come, come over to my place. It's, it's in the Addy. Yeah. What do you guys think about the bubble right now? Dude, people are going crazy in the bubble. Like, it's. Some it's like some of it's starting out. It was a little bit of bad basketball as far as like sloppy and stuff like that. But I mean, we're getting to see a lot of the great, especially like the younger talent, the Jamal Murray's when Morant was in the bubble. Like seeing a lot of guys grow up fast and make a lot of big plays. It's exciting. What do you guys think about? Or go ahead, Q. My bad. I was gonna say, man, we just saw you know as Tevin was saying, you know kind of sloppy play maybe the first couple of days and then all of a sudden it sharpened up really fast and you know we started mm-hmm. seeing people like you know the, uh, obviously anyone in the nba is capable of scoring points but when you see in tj warren put up you know 50 and shit like that right that is an eye opener and now he has the spotlight on him you know he's hot he's just making plays for his team his team's competing you know uh, we kind of knew he they were going to lose to the heat in the playoffs, but it was fun to watch, you know, some, some players just put up incredible performances. He'd have been crazy. Yeah. And as much as like, obviously you want to have fans in the building. Like I like the open gym LA fitness kind of vibe that the bubble provides where you're able to see players like more, they feel like they engage more and, and they talk a little more trash and, and they're a little bit more at each other when it's kind of no fans to distract them. So I actually had a a crazy like opinion that I, I wish the NBA would kind of implement into 
you know, TVs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They should provide a subscription where you can like listen to players like mic'd up. Yes, because I have like I'd, a Showtime after hours where you can hear them cuss each other out. Yes, I would love to hear some of the trash talk because I know, you know, I've played with some of those guys and I know the conversations that get on the court, especially from these elite players. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got someone like Jimmy Butler being guarded by, you know, obviously someone who can't guard him in the in the crunch time. I need to know what that conversation's like after right. you know he puts up a tough and one for a game over Jason Tatum, like little ass boy, like young young fella, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. I think my favorite trash talk story was uh, the Lakers when they were playing. Uh, Who they just play in the last round? Uh, the Lakers. Who the they Blazers? beat to get to the? They beat the they beat the Blazers and then. Uh, and they beat the Rockets. The Rockets. Rockets. Yeah. There we go. So yeah. yeah, round two. I think it was like game one when uh, Rajon Rondo was just clanking all his threes. Every time he touched the ball, they'd go, "Don't guard him. He plays for us. He plays for us. He's on our team." <laughs> that's how bad he was. I was like, "That's that's amazing." Yeah, but he had like 17 assists too. So like they could hate on him for not being able to score, but that man gets dimes. Right. That's, yeah, that's my now favorite. that we're talking about the Rockets, though, right now, my biggest question is Daniel House. In which he was like the third leading scorer or something, too. Mm-hmm. So you're just not allowed to have sex in the bubble? That, that's a serious question for me. I just want to know. Yeah, I don't know the, the actual details of that story. Like, I heard from media, like, on one side that it was someone that was authorized to be in the bubble. So I don't know if that's the truth, but... I don't think he would be kicked out if it were that case. So I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't. I couldn't really give you my opinion on that. But it, it's not like it really mattered because they were down three one when he got kicked out, and it's not like he was really gonna change that series. So he just got no. an early vacation. He just left no. early. That's all. No sex and no chicken wings in the bubble. That's what I'm. That's what I've learned this year. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy because if she was authorized to be there. And they're two grown folk, and they like each other like that. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? And, like, if, like, obviously, yeah, you can't sneak people in the bubble. We're trying to make sure that everybody survives this pandemic. But come on now. It's, if they're here, they're literally living in, like, the, probably the safest place to be. And, and if yes, she's administering the test, right. he's the she's safest the, person to do it with. If she's part of the bubble, then she's also like being tested every day so i think it's a lot to do about nothing but because it wasn't necessarily a huge name they can make an example out of them and say hey we're actually taking this serious because you know damn well lebron james russell westbrook all the stars probably had at least one visitor that wasn't supposed to be there at one point or time she was trying to give him the bubble (laughs) 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 well what what else you guys thinking right now i know i know the lake show last night just wrecked the nuggets miami's got that 2-0 lead your boy Duncan Robinson's killing it. So I did want to re- kind of recap on that. What the Nuggets are doing is insane. Coming down and coming back in multiple series, being down 3-1, like not only does that not happen at all, it's only happened you know on a rare occasion, but they did it back-to-back series. And this right. is insane. Jokic, I mean, yeah, Jokic had two triple-doubles in Game 7 in those series. Like, they're just – Jamal Murray's playing incredible. And that's off that year where that video leaked of him where he was just getting roasted. I mean, for him to finish out the season like he's finishing it, I'm very proud of Jamal. 
he's balling, but he's going to have his hands full against this Lakers team. They're not, you know, they're not letting their foot off the gas. You know, they're, they're, they got their eyes towards the, the NBA finals, especially now that they don't have to see the Clippers and about the Clippers disappointing. Oh, yeah. So disappointing. They, they, they might have to make some radical changes because it's just not, <clears throat> it's just not working. Like I'm not going to say you have to get rid of Harden necessarily, but I think, you got to change kind of the dynamic of your team because the small ball isn't working. And I think it's more of like a, almost more of a heart thing than anything else. Cause they have the talent to get the job done. It, they just not putting it all together to win, win games in the playoffs, especially. Yeah. I was always curious about the rockets and the small ball. Like I'm all for, you know, situational small ball, but uh, in, an entire game like that, like you're putting PJ Tucker you know, well, obviously one of your best defenders, you know, on six ten, seven footers, like he's strong. He's a super mm-hmm. physical guy, but once he's in foul trouble, then who do you resort to? Like you have a seven footer, you know, Tyson Chandler that's on the bench. Like he's not gonna really bang or, you know, be athletic as someone like an Anthony Davis. Like he's a rim protector, but he's not laterally, you know, great. So and he's older. Yeah. So it's like who do you go to to fill in that backup big role when you take away your center and send them to Atlanta. Right. And especially nowadays, because the bigs that you're playing small ball against are essentially now just big guards that are out on the court. You can still stretch the floor the same way you could with quote unquote small ball. A lot of times with guys like Anthony Davis or Jokic who can hit it from deep. And so you can still kind of get that stretched floor feeling, but yeah, they're just not, uh, I think defensively they just need to be better and, yeah, find a big that can, can shoot the rock a little bit. How yeah, I think it's – Go ahead, Q. I was going to say, I think great for offense because obviously you can spread the floor, but, you know, offensive rebounds, defense rebounds, you're going to get killed. Yeah. And I wonder how much different it's going to look when they get rid of – well, Dan Antonio – or he's going to leave. No, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's going to leave. Yeah. So, I mean, what, Van Gundy's who, who's supposedly going to be the next guy? How much no, different is that offense going to be? Are we going to see something like – didn't he have the Orlando Magic running that weird offense when it was Dwight, where it was basically just four surrounded Dwight, but it's going to yeah. be the complete opposite now? Or I don't know if it'll work better if they find a big. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think if I was him, I would go for somebody like Mark Jackson that kind of got the uh, Warriors off to their start, kind of playing that small ball, fast pace, shoot the rock. So I think somebody like that where he's got a track record of doing it before – but uh, yeah, I don't know. They got to figure something out fast. Yeah, I don't know what the heck they're gonna do. But I am, I am super excited about the Heat, and I'm really excited for when Giannis joins the Heat as well. I mean, it's gonna be pretty sweet. What? Uh, he's not going to. I think write that down. I'm calling it out now. He's staying, man. He's he's a loyal guy. He's yeah. He's too old school, where he hates everybody. He doesn't even work out with guys in the summer because he wants to. And also because he's from Greece. Like he's not yeah. here, he's in another country. Yeah, but I mean, you could still get guys out there to work out or come to like fly into LA or something to be with everybody, but he purposely like isolates himself. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He just had a it statement the other day saying he doesn't know where he's going to be, and his agent's handling that. He said he's leaving the door open for other teams. Lies. I don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> I'm also, I mean, if Giannis isn't there. Embiid probably is there. That's a real possibility. Yeah. That would be that, solid. I don't know. How was Embiid with 
his relationship with Butler when they were in Philadelphia together. Because that, so yeah, so then that would be, I think, probably more likely. Although if they got Giannis, it's a wrap on the rest of the league. Yeah, but you know, it's actually hilarious that uh, Richard Jefferson quote him saying Giannis is Pippin. So who's going to be his MJ? And everybody went crazy. Everybody goes crazy, but Scottie Pippen is also a top fifty basketball player of all time. Like, top yes, <laughs> yes, it's it's the way he said it is meant as like a disrespectful. Hey, you're a number two rather than a number one. Everybody wants to be the alpha dog, but like, don't come at Scottie Pippen like he was just some scrub. He still got the Bulls into the conference finals when uh, MJ was out in the '90s. So, yeah, I think that. I would love to be called Scottie Pippen, but uh, for, Giannis, <laughs> for Giannis' situation, they might be right just because he isn't quite completely there with his outside game. I just wonder, the other one, too, when I think about it, that would be a really good fit would be the Mavericks. Yeah, him and Donka, or Donka, but yeah. uh, Porzingis, uh, do you think they would clash a little bit? Oh, God, no. I think they'd be a perfect match. I think That's they'd a- all fit together. That's a lot of size. And they all play that, you know, that European game. Like, they'd be a good fit. The all-Euro team. And Curry would probably fit in really good with that group because he'd be the smallest guy. He'd just sit in the corner, drill shots. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I'm a huge Seth guy. I Like, he could, just because Steph is so great, like, he gets overshined a little bit, but he could stroke it. Yeah. Yeah, He's definitely, definitely a hooper. I mean, you want to switch out of bubble now, talk, or you got some more stuff on the bubble? Um, Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, it's the Miami Heat has really surprised me. Other than the mm-hmm. the Pacers series, I knew they were going to win. I I did not think they were going to treat the Bucks the way they treated the Bucks. No, man. No. I I uh, I'm lost for words, but did you lose Miami on that. No, I actually did not touch that series at all. I just have no faith in the Bucks until Giannis can shoot that jump shot consistently. I will not have faith in the Bucks making it to the finals. Yeah, I, and, I just and his can't. free throws, three pointers, like he's he was like oh for seven from three. I think the last game and like the the game. I think game three was like four for twelve from the free throw line. That's unacceptable as an MVP. I'm sorry, yeah. unacceptable. Do you think he should have even got the MVP? There's an argument. He got 16 first ballot votes. I think there's an argument for sure. And it's like, it's more so, I hate how it's given before the postseason has ended. I think the postseason Mm -hmm. should have some type of factor in that award because he got put out second round. You know, it's like, all right. You were a season MVP, but like, is the season really what matters? No, no, you know. So, and, and the NBA, like, because you said there are so many games and people are, you know, whether it's load management and kind of we're just getting ourselves into a position to be ready for the playoffs. So it's not like every night is 100%. It's like you're just like, so when Giannis is somebody that goes hard 100% of the time, where you have guys that are only playing defense in the fourth quarter or we're just waiting to pass a break because we know we can skate through and beat half the teams in the league. Uh, yeah, like you said, the, the regular season is just completely pointless. So it's really the postseason is where you get shined because that's why guys like James Harden and Russell Westbrook get so much flack because they shine during the regular season and come up short in the postseason. I just can't believe he's going to take away an MVP 
from one of the greatest scoring seasons ever from like Harden and LeBron. I mean, both of them, I feel like had unbelievable seasons. And I felt like giving it to Giannis was more of a popularity contest more than anything. It wasn't really about who the best player was to me. Yeah. So I don't, and I mean, he's not even in the West. Not even in the West. How are you going to give a freaking MVP to somebody in the East? (laughs) I mean, you can't. That's it for me. Like, right. Honest to God, nobody in the East should even be in the conversation. You can't differentiate the East and the West from MVP. I can't. I can't. You can, but you shouldn't. Okay, so there's also shouldn't be three good teams in the East. We we gotta we can't talk about everybody. Everybody's good in the West. What are we doing here? Where where are those three teams even in the West for a regular season? I mean, we're talking about most valuable player and individual accolade. So it's you know East or West, North or South. You got to think about the competition though. You got to. It's like saying, oh yeah, the Gophers they're pretty good, but they don't play in the SEC. But they're good because they were they're not in the SEC. So let, let's, I mean, right? It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm with Kyle on this one. Like the that's I'm also for the reseeding of like the playoffs, just doing like a one through sixteen. Yeah. For what doesn't matter if you're from the east or the west, we just take the best teams because yeah, when you're in the east, you're playing a lot of uh, a lot of G League teams at times. Yeah, the competition's definitely not the same. It's never been either. I mean, there's been times where the East has been, you know, maybe three, four teams strong, but it's like, you know, you're expecting to sweep, you know, the one through eight seed. That's You're expecting that to be a sweep. The two and the seven, you're expecting that to be five games, no more than that, most likely a sweep. And it's like in the West, that shit can go either way. One through eight, two through seven, like, you know, there's been times I, I'm a Spurs fan, so I remember. I think the Spurs had the one seed or the two seed, and they lost to the seven or eight Grizzlies. And it's yep. like shit. That shit is what's supposed to be the same situation on the East side, but unfortunately, it's not as strong. No, and and people are looking for like all year. They're like, oh, I can't wait to watch the Clippers Lakers in the conference finals. They're not talking about, oh, I can't wait to watch, like, Lakers-Celtics or anything like that in, like, the finals finals. It feels like the last six to seven years have been the, where the Western Conference finals is the real finals, and then the NBA finals is just a technicality. For me, the way I break it down, though, is you cannot give an award to one side that's playing 70% of their games against a JV team versus a varsity team. Point mm-hmm. blank, period. If you're putting up stats against JV, I hope so. I really hope so. You should. Right. Point blank, period. I mean, the, the crazier part is when you think about the media ran away when Russell won that or had that triple-double for the season, won the MVP unanimous, killed it. Following mm-hmm. year, didn't receive a single vote. Did the same thing. Same yeah. thing. Had another triple, triple-double season. That's, how, that's what I'm saying. It's a story. It's just a story. They'd rather say yeah. we gave Giannis two back-to-back than gave LeBron one. And that's, yeah, because... Well, and the NBA, I feel like their process for finding an MVP is flawed. Because who was it, Steve Nash, back in the day that won an MVP that should have went to, like, Shaq Kobe. or Kobe or something? Yeah. Yep. And so it's like, I feel like the NBA uses their MVP award uh, sometimes to give it to people in smaller markets to hopefully try and keep them in those smaller markets. Very that's, true. That's that's a good uh good point so, yeah because i think it's better for Giannis to stay in milwaukee for the nba because then now they have that market that if you take him out of milwaukee 
Milwaukee's irrelevant in basketball. So I think it, there's a little behind the scenes things going on. Well, the other definitely funny thing to me too, politics. politics. Yeah, I was gonna say definitely a lot of politics uh, involved with those, you know, marketing schemes most likely, and you know, just the way they do things as far as keeping players, you know, in the market and you know being able to sign those type of players to those super max deals that they can't, you know, deny. So, I mean, he's he's obviously gonna be, you know, four or five years, two hundred plus million. Mm-hmm. next contract so it's like and he's still young as shit yeah so he's gonna be scary especially if he figures out the jumper I say not if he can't shoot the damn ball he's not <laughs> it's gonna be a second round bust <laughs> the uh the other NBA news for a future NBA player LeBron's son Bronny James posts himself smoking a little something something <laughs> I, I don't understand the logic there I know I know smoking's legal in California, but I don't believe mm-hmm. he's eighteen, so I think it's illegal for him specifically. Yep. What are your thoughts, fellas? Uh, I mean he's he's sixteen, he's entering that, that phase of life where I'm sure he has some type of influences around him that are doing it as well. He's in a legal state. He's just uh being a teenager, man. But unfortunately, you know, the broadcasting viewers you know, to our ordinary 16-year-old isn't the same to his 5.5 million uh, followers on Instagram. So whatever he does is going to be, you know, portrayed as way worse than what it is just because of who he is. But, I mean, obviously there's things that shouldn't be on social media, and that's one of them, especially from a a character of of his type. But he just made a mistake, you know. Uh, I'm assuming he made a mistake. I was hoping he didn't try to do that and show the world he's, you know, participating in those activities. But, I mean, kids are going to be kids, man. Is this Bronny's first blemish on his career? Or LeBron's first blemish on his career? Besides maybe the Delonte West with his mom deal? Yeah, I I would say so. Although the Delonte West, that says that if it, like, I feel didn't get enough attention (laughs) <laughs> in the world of sports. Like, how did, was that not, like, made a bigger deal? But with LeBron James' son, Bronny, I think it's just a young kid making a mistake. I think the issue is not that he was smoking weed, but the fact that you put that on social media. So, like, if I'm LeBron, and like, hey, man, like, if you want to be the greatest, you have to make sure that you're doing these things because – people look at weed a lot differently than they look at even like alcohol. Like I think if he was posting a video of him drinking, people would be like, Oh, nothing to see here. I drank as a kid, but then they see him smoking and they're like, Oh, he's a druggie. He's going to fucking burn out or anything like that. So it's like, keep it moving. And LeBron, get your son, make sure that he ain't pulling a Laramie Tunsil and smoking on a <laughs> gas mask on draft night. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's slide over to football. What do you think of the NFL? Week one was over. What were your surprises? Uh, what were you biking on? Too? Did you win out or did you lose some money? Or what, what do you think it too, Tevin? Let me know everything. My Vikings, uh, it might be a long year for us. <laughs> hope, it might. Hope was gone about 15 minutes into the game, I think, for the entire year. I hope I'm being overdramatic, but it looked bad. All of our corners are like, the oldest corner is like 24 years old. So we're young and we're going to get better and Zim will hopefully get these guys where they need to be. 
But, yeah, there are a lot of holes on defense. Obviously missing guys like Daniil Hunter and Michael Pierce hurts us a lot with getting pass rush. But, yeah, it, uh, it very well could be a very, very long year. And I'm hoping that uh, we're tanking for Trey Lance. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. I want to see Trey Lance from NDSU quarterback the Vikings next year. I wouldn't I'm, I'm be sad about that. I mean, the uh, definitely think we were missing Linville Joseph and Everson Griffin, not only yep. Hunter, but I mean, those two, the unique, I don't know if he doesn't know the system or what, but that guy didn't get a single pressure. No, and I think he's only practiced like five times or something like that, so yeah. he's still kind of getting worked in, but yeah, you'd like to see, you'd think that you could just say, hey, man, I uh, know you don't know the plays, but we need you to line up on the right side and see ball, go get ball. Your yeah. job is to go put Aaron Rodgers on his back. But I don't even care if he doesn't get a sack, but give me a pressure. Give me at least right. a pressure. Let me know you're out there doing your job at least. That's that's the thing yeah. that scares me, and we couldn't stop anything up the middle. You feel bad for them kids because, you know, really, they weren't playing that bad. Like, everybody's dogging Cam Dantzler. He was on that dude. Should he have oh, been on yeah. a bump and run on that play? No. But he was there. That was just a great ball. You're asking a rookie corner to come in off of a completely just trash offseason of virtual meetings and practices, then to go up against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in your first ever NFL game, and then going up against a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, he's going to struggle a little bit, but he... They kept fighting, so that's something good to take out of it. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, growing pains early. Man, it was it was pretty scary that day. Yeah. We're definitely missing uh, Trey Waynes. We should have called him up. How's his heck doing? Is he ready to get back in the pads yet? Nah, he's taking his time, you know, as he should with the, with the injury. And, uh, you know, he's cheering on his team as – you know, as they're moving forward, they, they're going to have some early pains, you know, with the entirely new, not new, but, I mean, new quarterback, a couple of new defensive pieces, you know, so they're, they're, they're growing. It's it's all a, a process. And uh, as we were on the topic of Everson Griffin, he looked good in that Cowboys jersey this uh, this past yeah, week, man. Him and Alden. Yeah, although we lost and can't fucking play any defense as usual, and it's – it uh, it's very irritating to watch a Cowboys game because it's like you know you'll get those good first and second down you know give up short yardage and it's like okay third down stop let's get it let's get off a of field you know get our defense some rest they cannot get a third down stop to save their life I swear I wear the jersey in the first quarter I take it off in the second <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off man so bad man. But um, yeah, week one it was it was a solid week. You know, it was very profitable. Um, the one loss I had in week one was I had a teaser going, and I got six additional points towards the spread. I needed the Buccaneers to stay within ten points to the Saints, and they lost by eleven or twelve, and that cost me a pretty penny. I believe it. So uh, if they if they would have covered that, it would have been probably like a thousand dollar win. But that move uh, we move on. It's the only right. one that I get, I mean, first of all, let, let's let's rewind a little bit quick before we get back into the betting. But um, Joey B, since we were talking about the Bengals real quick, he's looked great in both of his starts. Too bad he doesn't have an oh, offensive yeah. line. But I mean, the rest of the team looks okay minus the line. The O line is so bad; they're worse than the Vikes. 
Yeah, they got some uh, some some growing pains to go through for sure. But it's nice because Burrow can improvise, and he can kind of make up for some of the bad O line, make extending plays. But it's not gonna last too long. At some point, he's gonna need some help. Yeah, I, yeah. Would, I wouldn't even let him play. I'd redshirt him. Why? Why he's, let him get beat up this season? <laughs> why? Yeah, he's he's gonna be a problem moving forward in the league. <laughs> And the Browns, like you said, other than their offensive line, like they have a nice little – or the Browns. The Bengals have a nice little squad, like Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, when he can stay healthy. Like even John Ross, the speedy wide receiver that can go deep. Like they've got some pieces where – now Joy, can, T. Higgins. I mean, Auden Tate, they they're not even right. playing Auden Tate. On paper, they're great. Right. Except for the O-line. The O-line still sucks it's on paper old, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, O-line is a revolving door. Yeah, that's it, really. O-line. They, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know how to even begin with that because I wouldn't even risk my investment. Why Why risk his career? Why put him out there for that garbage? You're not going to you put have, people out there to protect him. That's what you but pay him then, for. Exactly. And then at the same time, too, like, what else are you, you going to do? Like, you got – you're going to just, what, lose 15 games this year without yep. him in there? Yep. And, like, I, I think you got you got to – you got to put him in. And then if it's something where, hey, man, you're really getting sacked like Carson Wentz does every week, then we'll pull you out because we're concerned for your safety. Dude, wouldn't you be scared if he ends up like David Carr? What if he gets hit 76 times this year? Then yeah, gonna, but – Like, what I, if his arm is never the same? He gets clocked just right. Right. I, I think that hopefully the coaching staff would adjust if, if he gets to that point. Not saying that they would, but uh, – yeah, hopefully they would adjust. And then I think he's – Joe Burrow just mentally, I feel like, is different than oh, yeah. a lot of the quarterbacks that came out. Like, he's got that swag and that kind of moxie where he's like – they interviewed him preseason, and he was like, yeah, we're going to win some championships. Like, I like the confidence, Joe, but you're in Cincinnati. You're not coming out fire with some championships year one, but I like that confidence, and I think that if it was up to him, he'd be out there rather than, than sitting, that, sitting out. Is A.J. Green still that guy? I don't know if you guys watched this past Monday, or I mean Thursday, but he he what got force fed like fourteen balls. I, I think he had like what three catches or something. It was not very good. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, he. Oh, go ahead, Q. I was gonna say it's tough for him, man. After coming off of those injuries, I, I feel like he can't really put together a healthy season. That kind of sets him back as far as you know. The game reps obviously you can do it in practice and stuff i'm sure he shines and in, in moments but you know when when you got those those coverages looking at you and you know you're the focal point primarily as a receiver you know you're gonna have to make some some receptions and you know it's tough uh, we haven't really been seeing it he's been getting the targets but i mean it's not really translating over to the game like no productivity. When you're when you're getting 13 targets in a game and you're only getting three catches, 29 yards, like no, we gotta we gotta figure something out. And I, it's a, probably a combination of just not being healthy, and getting beat down in Cincinnati for years, and then needing the rest of your team to kind of step up and shoulder some of that load. But also, he had that. You seen that one in the corner, right? He had that touchdown. It should have been pushed off. Yeah. He had it right in his left hand. The DB pulled his right arm so he couldn't bring it up, but he didn't pull it in. AJ five years ago would have had that with one hand. Yeah, so he yeah, he was nice coming out of college, and, and even his early years with uh, with the Red Rocket in Cincinnati, he was good, but just kept getting hurt. Yeah, could you imagine your career? That's your quarterback, the Red mm-hmm. Rocket. 
Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I'm changing positions. With Joe Burrow, not only are they putting him in behind a suspect offensive line, this man threw the ball 61 times against the Browns. That is 300 so yards. many passes. That, and that's you that many yards for 60 passes. <laughs> for a rookie? Yeah. Come on, coach. Can we hand it off one time? Like, what are we doing? Especially to mix him. Like, you got a good running back back there. Yeah. You know? Also, Giovanni Bernard. Like, he's he's good as well. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. It just it didn't it's seem the like line, man. Yeah, the line. Yeah. As soon as he was getting the handoffs, he was getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield. Him and him and the Giants both got the same problem. They got great backs, but they can't, you know what I mean? They can't block for them. You're only as good as your line. Oh yeah. Like like that's what the Vikings or need to do is just like, you know what? I get it. We can draft all these corners and defensive backs, but like, let's take one draft. I don't know. Maybe invest in the offensive line and start developing there. Because if you can't keep anybody upright or get any pressure, you're gonna have a long season. Gotta be the the Dallas Cowboys or the or the Colts way. You know, both of them invested in their offensive line, and it's mm-hmm. helped. I'm not saying that they're winning championships. It makes a difference. They can, can get out. He's got a shot. Yeah. And, I mean, the other team that blew my mind would have been Monday night, the doubleheader, the fucking Titans, dude. The Titans. Oh, yeah. I lost on that, too. Um, Even Gostkowski. I had a two-and-a-half-point spread, and they won by two. It was terrible. Like, how many missed? He missed the XP. Should have won by 10. Yeah, because he missed, like, four of them or something. Or it would have been 12. Would have won by 12 because he missed, yeah, he missed three field goals and one extra point. And he was the fifth most accurate kicker going into that game all time. That's, that's one of those situations where you don't even put him on the flight back home. Hey, man, here's he's a bus He's still got a ticket. job this week. He's still here's got a job. This week. He's picking week two. He won the game. That's oh, why he has a job. That's the only reason why he has a job. He Bro, won the he game. He didn't win the game. He didn't. No, he, he almost lost in the game. And he then he just managed to not. He had five chances in the game, bro. He had Come five on. chances. He was one for four. Come on, and, man. And I had a prop bet saying that – Derrick Henry would get a rushing touchdown. He got stuffed at the one-yard line at the last possession. Let's just say, Derrick Henry for a rushing touchdown is probably this should be the safest bet in the NFL every single week. Yeah, Who 15 of them last year. And yeah, it 15. was a rough uh, Monday. Oh, and also, I had another prop bet. Philip Z over 12 and a half receiving yards. He had one catch for 11, then he got injured. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Vegas knows. Vegas knows. I was like, man. I bet on the the Browns, uh, or the, I had the Bengals plus six. The Browns wow. score like a garbage time touchdown at the end to bring it to within five. Like, come on. Are you serious? Well, I, I really think is after that uh, Tennessee game, I really think that it's rigged. It feels like it all the time. I really think it's rigged after that game. Because that doesn't even make sense. They said it was like a point zero 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 three percent chance or something for that to even happen in the game. It happens all the time, so I I don't know about those. I don't know that many times a kicker has missed three field goals and an extra point in a game. Yeah, I agree. You put some money on it, and I bet you it'll it'll swing in the opposite of your favor. It will not go your way. But if you don't you don't bet on it, he'll make all of them. Oh yeah, money. Straight down the center, no issues. All of a sudden, he puts the money on it. People are bobbling snaps. Like, 
foot shoelaces now are causing the ball <laughs> wide left, wide right, all these excuses. Speaking yeah. of, um, did you guys happen to catch that Buccaneers Saints game? Oh yeah. Did you see that kick that they did and the dude like ran backwards and like didn't get it? He was running like backwards and he like fumbled it and they picked it up and got the ball. Oh, right away, right at the beginning. Oh yeah. Uh it was like I think it was second, like second, third quarter or something like that. But it was that yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, that caused them a possession and man, it was just you know, so many intangibles that could have changed the one possession point spread, and it was. I'm 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 done talking about that. It's, it's it's making me mad. I just I can't believe you know in that game, Michael Thomas, you know, and and barring the injury that he got later in the game, that high ankle sprain, but that Tampa Bay, out? Tampa Bay, yeah, yeah, MT's out. Yeah, no, I mean, it turns out you can guard Mike. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't doing anything. And I wouldn't say that the Tampa Bay Bucks secondary is that scary. You know yeah. what I mean? I love Winfield, but, I, I mean, he's a rookie right now. I wouldn't say that they're, that Michael Thomas and the Saints should be scared of the Saints or the, the Bucks secondary. No, and especially, like, you have Drew Brees and a ton of weapons, so it's not like you're out there by yourself, like, you can yeah. you're gonna get some single coverage every once in a while or favorable matchups to find a hole in his own, but yeah, he just definitely didn't have it. No, I, I the other game that really bothered me too is like the Steelers. The Steelers won and they covered, but they uh they didn't look good. No, they were sloppy no. pretty much. The I think the 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 first half was okay. The second half was uh, uh it was better in on their defensive side. They they made some plays and they needed to make plays, but uh, I took the under on that one. I think the total score was forty five, and they almost uh, ended up getting it at the end. But I think it was like forty two total points. But Giants uh, knew the Giants were going to really put up points, so Giants they they should be. I mean, they're going to be right back where they were last year. If they win oh, six yeah. games, I'd lose my mind. That'd be a great season for them if they get six games. Yeah, yeah, love Daniel Jones uh, scrambling, not having anything on second down, just throwing it in the air. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good like the first <clears throat> the first drive. I was like, oh, Daniel Jones like looks pretty nice. Then just downhill the rest of the way. Like, yeah, man. fumbling snaps and shit. Yeah, it was it was tough. I just can't believe again they had a whole nother off season. They didn't do anything to help that offensive line. Yeah, Saquon needs it for sure. They don't want to see him do anything. You know, there's there's some rumors going around that it might be time to trade Saquon, see what you can get, and try to restock, like you're saying, the offensive line or the, fix the defense and and just make improvements over multiple positions. But I don't think you you can't just trade Saquon Barkley. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd sign up for that gig. Let me get Saquon. Right, or that's like you hear people when they're saying people want to trade. Uh, Odell Beckham from the Browns, and I heard somebody say, "Oh, like I don't know that I want Odell Beckham." What? S- sign me up. You're telling me I can get Odell Beckham? Yes, I don't care. I don't care if he cleaned his chest off from last night's shenanigans or not. Sign <laughs> him up for my team. <laughs> I want, I want so, him so what are you talking about? Uh, clean the chest off, <laughs> man. Well, uh, if you haven't heard, there was a a wonderful lady that was. You see how busted that chick looked, too, though? <laughs> Between me and you, like, I, I, I'll i defend 
Odell in this. Like, maybe he does like that. If he does, cool. But right, everybody's I don't think he's messing too. with a girl that looks like that. Point blank, period. Are you believing that? You'd be, you'd be surprised. You'd think that she just made this up, that he doesn't like to get doo-dooed on his chest. And she, he didn't ask I, her for a video of her pooping. I did, I did present this to my brother. And my brother said, because I said it to him, I said, don't you think if Saquon liked to get crapped on, it would be by somebody better looking than that? And he goes, I don't know, Kyle. I don't think there's a bunch of tens lining up to shit on people's right. chest. Exactly. Exactly. You got to find per- a person willing to do it. And then secondly, if this wasn't true, I haven't heard anything from Odell being like, yo, I did not pay her to shit on my chest. Are y'all crazy? No, 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 no. Like, there's no, he just been going with it. So I'm, until he says something. I'm I think he said it. something on his Instagram. Before we go any further, um, who does that? What type of pleasure do you get from that? <laughs> you be surprised at what kind of fetishes there are in this world. What type of it world is. are we living in where people are getting shat on? I don't know. Oh, I Lord. Know. Not Maybe. for me. See, here was his response right after it happened. Can't knock me off my pivot, pivot no matter what shit's thrown my way. That's what he responded back. L- right literally, after. huh? Yo. Yep. <laughs> That's See, what he it's said. Not, it's not necessarily a denial. So, <laughs> not at all. Like, I'll look at it like that. Like, if I said, yep, uh, I heard Q likes to get shit on. He's coming the first chance he gets. Yo, uh, he's lying, your honor. I do not like to get shit ne- Negative. Right. What about your boy over there with the Broncos, too? Mel? Yeah, Melvin had a nice Drew? little game. Drew yeah, looked yeah. good. Yeah, Even though, yeah. I mean, they lost, which they were supposed to, but Drew looked good. He definitely uh, exceeded expectations for the week one. I, I didn't expect him to do as well as he did. I think he was going to show, you know, signs of progression. But also, um, I was I was very impressed from Mel because I mean he's he's been hearing a lot of critics, you know, blah blah blah, hold out, you know, he can't play, and he he went out there and showed signs that he can ball, which I, I'm I'm 100% sure he can. I know he will, and this is just the beginning for him, but. It's good to see him getting that end zone week one, get that out the way, and he's gonna play, you know, stress free. He's gonna just go out there and play. Yeah, I got him on my fantasy team, so I need him to have a big year. So you talk to him, pass it along. That I'm proud of him. Keep up the good work. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. It's got to be nice too for him knowing that. I mean, this week he's going to be not that he wasn't the man there already, but Philip Lindsay's gonna be out of the picture. He's got turf toed. He's not even gonna play. So he's got to like yeah. that, knowing wow. like there's nothing looking. I don't have to look behind me for anything. Like there's gonna more, be more opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And you you always hate to see a guy get hurt, but that's what generates a lot of opportunity for guys. So you're a guy like Melvin who was dominating the league, going there essentially humbling yourself, saying, "Okay, I'm gonna be the number two and try to hopefully prove myself." And now you get that opportunity. Like this is the moment he's been waiting for, and I think he's just gonna absolutely explode. Oh, yeah, and, and I was loving, like I said, I thought Drew Locke looked really good, especially without Cortland Sutton there. Like, he looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy looked good. That oh, man. Fast and quick. Like, he looked, that that offense could be scary. Yeah. Sucks that Von Miller got hurt because that would have been a yeah. very exciting team to watch on both sides of the ball with Von out there and Sutton. Like, them at 100% with no injuries. 
that's a that's a playoff contending team for sure. Yeah, they got Simmons in the secondary and Bradley Chubb on the other side. Like they could generate some pressure for sure. I don't I, I feel bad for them there. They definitely took a hit. I mean, that's why I was all in with them losing. Because I'm sitting there thinking Sutton and Von Miller. What what are you gonna do? But they, they showed they still got life. Yeah, no, they, they definitely show some fight. And hopefully Drew Locke is the – this is the last quarterback we have to see starting for the Broncos because they've went through, like, it feels like 12 quarterbacks in the last three years trying to figure stuff out, or at least since whenever Peyton Manning left. That was the last stable quarterback they had. So hopefully hopefully this will be, be it because I, I kind of like Drew Locke. The, uh, what was the video of him rapping on the sidelines from, like, last year or something? <laughs> like, so, like Young Jeezy or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I think right. I just saw that the other day. Uh, I'm, I'm messing with you, Drew. You guys thinking about uh, Minshew Mania? His come-from-behind win against the Colts? That was I interesting. Like it, I feel like it goes against the Jaguars' philosophy of tanking because they've traded away their or cut their entire team, anybody that was worth anything, and then they come out and, yeah, pull one out of their ass like that. Go oh, for yeah. Minshew, though. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got to be the stash. He's magic, man. He's like he's like Fitzpatrick. You just get him in the right situation and let him just do them. He might throw a couple picks, but he's going to show you some magic, too. Oh, like, it's just crazy. Right. It's one of those you hate him until the game's over and you realize somehow you won the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, it wasn't the most fundamentally sound football and – it's definitely not the way you guys coached it in practice, but somehow it worked out, and it's exciting to watch. How crazy is it that the Bears, so Minshew, which I, I don't know. how I don't know. Where would you rank him out of 32 teams as far as quarterbacks go? Where, where is he at to you? The bottom third. Bottom third? Yeah. I, like, yeah. I wouldn't want Minshew on my team. So is he, is he between 25 and 32, or is he higher than that? What's your number for him? I would put him somewhere in like, yeah, like 20 to 25-ish range. 20 to 20? That's actually pretty good. Okay. I'd have to to look at all all the quarterbacks. So here's my next question. Where is uh, Big Dick Nick and Mitch Trubisky at for you? Uh, Trubisky is 33. Out of a 32 start. Yeah, they're, they're lower. They have <laughs> to be lower. <laughs> he is terrible. And Nick, I, I like Nick Foles. I don't like he isn't great, but I think you could definitely do worse. He's won a Super Bowl. So So where's he at? Where's he at? Uh I, again, probably bottom half. But okay. he's ser- like he's serviceable. He's not gonna solve any of your quarterback problems but if you have to have him as like a stopgap between for like a year and a half or something while a rookie learns the system i would like him perfect for that or coming in as a backup so what they gave up like a second no was it a fourth round pick for him and they could have picked up cam newton for free i mean obviously paying but he would have been yeah. less money than flows oh they yeah they definitely messed up by not going with cam newton what were you Doing how do, how does like, I mean how does Nagy have a job? Another person who I wonder has a job is Adam Gase. Both of them I feel like are the same people. Yeah, no, and the the worst part is now that Cam's like gonna kill it in uh, New England. To uh, Bill Belichick will get credit for being like, oh yeah, he found Cam Newton and say like 
No, 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 no. It's not hard to say, yeah, Cam Newton should be on my football team because he's a good football player. Like, yes, Bill Belichick implemented him into his system, but Cam, there should have been, every team in the NFL should have been taking a flyer on Cam Newton. Man, I just can't even believe that that, that was real life. I mean, Jameis Winston, I think, is better than all of them, and he's a backup at the Saints right now. That was crazy seeing him on the sideline because I kind of forgot about him. And then uh, watching that game, I was I saw him walking around with the the tablet, <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, like he's not playing, but he's he's learning from one of the you know best quarterbacks you can learn from. So um, I'm excited to see his comeback once uh, Drew Brees hangs it up. They uh they were he was getting destroyed on social media with that tablet. They were like they had some camera angle where he looked kind of confused that something must have been going on during the game, and like the caption was like. Like, oh, like, Jameis Winston getting caught playing, like, Candy Crush on his tablet on the sidelines. <laughs> that poor guy, man, just getting dogged all the time. The, in, the internet will remain undefeated. Oh, absolutely. Did you guys catch that Raiders-Panthers game? Nah. I did not. I did not. That, but I, that, Teddy Bridgewater had a nice little nice little game feeding the ball to CMC. I'm Hopefully that he – I want him to succeed. Like, I Teddy wish he was still in Minnesota. I like Teddy. We probably have a lot more complete roster if he was still here. Not that – Oh, yeah. Because uh, I don't know money. Cheaper. Kirker, but they definitely yeah. would have money to allocate to other positions. <laughs> Certainly. Yes. But, um, I mean, that, that offense looked actually pretty good with uh, Matt Rule, what he's doing over there. That Robbie Anderson played really well. They even got Curtis Samuel involved, who they said they're going to trade. So I'm, I'm pretty shocked about that. Um, but CMC, still CMC. I feel yeah. bad for that dude, too, because I love him. But I feel like they're going to run that guy in the dirt, and he's going to have no legs, and he's going to be wheelchaired out of this league in, like, two years. Yeah, they definitely lean on him heavy. Did you see his uh, his GQ spread or whatever modeling cover shoot he had? Nah, I didn't see that. How was it? You got him. He's been getting, yeah, he's been getting uh, made fun of a little bit. He had like some shirtless cowboy hat sitting in a lawn chair and like some Calvin Klein underwear. You liked it, Tevin. Don't <laughs> laugh. You liked it. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, I hope this was in the middle of a pandemic and you were just trying to make some money because you should be focused on some other stuff. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Man, get the bag. One last thing. I don't know if you guys watched the game um, Thursday with yep. Baker. I mean, you, is, is, he, is Baker done? Is this his last season starting in the NFL? Mm, I think – I don't know that they'll pick up his fifth-year option. Obviously, if he can – they can continue to put points on the board like they did last week. But, yeah, they got to start stringing together some wins because it was always – oh, like, he gave them a lot of hope. It was two years ago when he came in and finished out the season with the winning record. And then they, you know, okay, it was the coach's fault. So now they get a new coach in with Kevin Stefanski. And, like, now they're kind of eliminating reasons. We put the weapons around you. So now it's, the defense is solid. It's you got to be able to, for Baker, put it together. Otherwise, yeah, this could be maybe not his last year starting in the NFL, but it could be his last year in, in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Baker. Because their old, their old line's actually not that bad either. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. They just got that like something's wrong with the atmosphere over there. Yeah, culture or something. 
they're like the Eagles back in the day when they were the uh, the dream team with like Vince Young and Michael Vick and all those guys, and they're supposed to just take the league by storm. I feel like that was kind of the same attitude that people had with the Browns, and it's not panning out. You can't just put a bunch of superstars together and you know, a young, up-and-coming quarterback and make it work. He's too focused on uh, those old Spice commercials that he's in. Oh, yeah, the State Farm commercials, which State are Farm, brilliant. Yeah, State Farm. So he's putting, like, the covers over the stadium seats and flipping breakers in the stadium. Yeah, great guy for ads. Not a great guy to run your uh, – to lead your organization, apparently, at least right now in his career. Hulu has live sports. <laughs> well, fellas, I'm thinking that's, that's what we should wrap it up at, and we should try to get back on after this week, too. Do another recap yeah. going on. Q, Q, what bets do you like for the upcoming week two slate of uh, football games? So for week two, actually, um, we can take a look at the lines as we're speaking. It's some, it's interesting for week one and two because, you know, teams, I mean, the Vegas really doesn't know what to expect from people. So some of the sharp lines, I mean, you got the Titans, it's minus seven and a half versus the Jaguars. That's an interesting game. I really think the Titans are going to turn it around after having a not the greatest performance as far as points um, this past week, but we got the Bills versus the Dolphins. We all know the Dolphins are known to not win. That's only five and a half, so that's literally a one-touchdown game. Uh, definitely on the Bills. We got the 49ers versus the Jets. We have the seven-point spread with the 49ers. I do believe the Niners can win by a touchdown versus the Jets that are depleted. You know, they got C.J. Mosley sitting out. Jamal Adams is now in Seattle. Uh, Le'Veon Bells, I think he's hurt, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, Le'Veon, I think he's a little banged up right now. Yeah, he has like a hamstring or something, so I'm definitely riding on the seven points with the 49ers. And then uh, They're banged up, too. But even yeah. them banged up, they're still going to kill the Jets. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then the Buccaneers, they're playing the Panthers. I think uh, eight and a half. I think Brady's going to have a comeback game, and they're going to win by double digits. Nice, nice. What, uh, do you have any thoughts on the, the, I would say, probably the matchup of the week in the NFL, the Ravens and Texans? Well, that should be a juggernaut game uh, for Raven. the afternoon slate. Ravens are a seven-point spread. So it's interesting because a lot of these lines are seven, seven and a half, like, there's no line that's more than um, eight and a half, and that's the Buccaneers, Panthers, and even the Chiefs versus the Chargers. That's eight. Like I like eight. The Chiefs are probably going to beat most of their schedule this year by double digits. Right. So you're taking Easily. points on all. You're never taking the points on the underdog. Not this week. Those selected games, I'm I'm going to ride with the favorite just because Chiefs are probably the best value. Because I know they're gonna put, they're gonna cover the spread probably first quarter, first right. half for sure. You know, Chargers. I don't think they have enough, you know, no. defensive weapons to keep up with the Chiefs. They're not gonna score with the Chiefs. Yeah, no. Tyrod Taylor is not about to put up forty on the Chiefs' defense. No, and that's what's gonna take to win a game. I just feel like every time they're division games, you just never know with those teams. They might, I mean, it just might be a low scoring within three points kind of deal. You just mm-hmm. never know. And I, I, Tyrod actually surprised me last week. He did better than I thought he would. I mean, a lot of people say he's a game manager, but he did get the rock to Keenan. He got the rock to uh, Hunter Henry and he got it to Mike Williams. Like all three of them were eaten, but yep. I don't know. They're also playing a pretty bad team. So I don't know. 
Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some some good football this week, and uh, you know, hopefully we can recap with some positive gains uh, after the end of this week. Also, yes, sir. If Q wins you a bunch of money, be sure to leave him a tip on his cash app. Q, why don't you <laughs> right. give him that? that, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dollar sign Q Young Ten. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you listen to us on the iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Click subscribe and then also leave a comment if you're feeling extra. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. 